What is up, everyone? Welcome to the fifth mini episode of this Pokemon Go stuff. I'm your host, SBJ. Thank you for joining me today on episode five. If you haven't already, there are four other Pokemon Go centric episodes out. Also, episode 224 is out where Will and I talk about some Pokemon Go. Travis is not there, but we we uh, we talk about our first impressions back and forth. Tomorrow, though, it depends on when you're listening to this. On Monday, episode 225 will be out for everyone, and that will feature our interview with WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creed from Up, Up, Down, Down. Look forward to that. That's a really exciting interview. I actually flew out to Atlanta to interview him in person, and then we walked around Atlanta and caught some Pokemon and whatnot. But we're here today to talk about some Pokemon Go, so hopefully you guys have been playing. I know that this morning the servers went down. Some people are reporting it was a DDoS attack that brought the servers down. I am seeing though on Slack and Twitter that some people are able to log back in so it looks like servers are stabilizing at that point. Now in these episodes I've I've usually talked about my experience with Pokemon Go and I do have an experience to share. I was out late last night playing Pokemon Go with a bunch of people, but I'll get to that in a minute. I also like to use these episodes to talk about Pokemon Go news, just because there is so much news coming out daily and articles and one tidbits and new facts and new things to try in Pokemon Go. So let's talk about that stuff first. There is a public service announcement. This was actually pulled off Reddit on how to force your EVs to evolve into the choice evolution that you want. Of course, Pokemon Go is only the first 151 Pokemon. Don't know uh, when Gen 2 is coming, but I'm already super excited for that when it is, because Niantic did say that they plan to slowly release all of the Pokemon in the game. You have your Eevee. Eevee, at this point, can evolve into Jolteon, Flareon, or Vaporeon. Maybe you're a certain trainer that's been getting only Flareons or only Vaporeons, and you're on that Jolteon watch. You want to get that Jolteon. So there is a trick that does get Eevee to evolve into the proper Eeveelution that you want. And that all that includes is naming your Eevee a specific name before you hit that evolve button on Pokemon Go. So if you're looking for Flareon, you're going to want to name your Eevee Pyro, P-Y-R-O, then evolve it. And you should be able to get a Flareon out of that. And then, of course, if you don't like that name, just name it back to whatever you want afterwards. If you're looking for that Vaporeon, if you were not one of the people in New York City that swarmed the streets and ran towards a Vaporeon spawn, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go over to pkmncast.com, pokemonpodcast.com, and you can check out that video. But if you are looking for that sleek and shiny Vaporeon, you're going to want to name your Eevee Rainer, R-A-I-N-E-R, and that'll get you your Vaporeon. Now, if you're on Jolteon Watch, if you love yourself some Jolteon, Jolteon is your boy or your girl, depending on gender, you're going to want to name your Jolteon Sparky, S-P-A-R-K-Y, Again, if you're not cool with these names, as soon as your Eevee evolves into your proper Jolteon, Vaporeon, Flareon, you can name it back to Jolteon, Flareon, Vaporeon, or whatever other names you have for your Eevees slash Eevee evolutions. 
yeah, there was a couple Reddit threads about this. People were confirming that this indeed worked. The person who originally posted said they evolved over 10 EVs with these names and tested, and it worked every time. I'm like losing my voice. Give that a try. Hopefully that works for you. At this point, I only have a Flareon, which was my first 1000 CP Pokemon. I was very excited. Flareon, I, I, I like all the EV evolutions. Flareon uh, is one I have. I have enough EV candy for a second one, but I'm just kind of saving my candy at this point to evolve all my Pokemon at a certain time. Let's talk about some other news here. So as of this morning, Pokemon Go is now available in 26 new countries. Trainers living in Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, a bunch of other countries I can't say. Denmark, Finland, Greece, Greenland, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Lithuania, Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Romania, Sweden, Switzerland. They are all able to download Pokemon Go. I, there's some other countries I, I didn't name because I didn't want to slaughter their names. They should all be able to download Pokemon Go from the Play Store or from the App Store. CEO John Hankey reiterated that the company is working to bring the game to as many countries as possible with the goal of it launching in roughly 200, uh, 200 countries total slash regions, quote, really soon. Pokemon Go has still been the number one app, the number one downloaded free app in the iTunes store. It is also still the top grossing app in the iTunes app store. Reports that I saw show that if you are the top grossing app, you're making at least $1.2 to $2 million a day being in that number one spot. So Niantic, Google, the Pokemon Company International, they're all making money based off this. And of course, Apple and Google are respectively making their 30% or whatever their cut is, depending on which store you're downloading the game from and buying the coins, if you are buying coins in that fact. I want to talk about a couple tips here in Pokemon Go. Hopefully I haven't provided the worst information up to this point. I've, I've kind of been learning with everyone else. We're doing these reports. Let's talk about throwing a Pokeball. The best way to capture a Pokemon or the to get a more guaranteed success rate, I would say. And I, and I, I reported on this, I think, on episode two of the journal reports off Niantic's blog. You want to throw that Pokeball when the circle is smallest. Now, you'll notice that there are like nice, great, excellent that may or may not pop up. And that is all dependent on... Uh, the circle. As a trainer, you're going to want to throw that Pokeball when the circle is as small as possible. Now, if you throw the Pokeball and it lands inside the circle that you've, that stopped when you threw it, that's when you're going to get the great, nice, excellent, I think those are all of them. And so I think great comes when the circle is still at like 100% and you get inside. Uh, Nice is when it's at about 50% and you get the, the Pokeball inside the circle And then excellent is when it's like 10 or 20%. I'm getting these numbers wrong, but what that means, the only point I'm trying to make here is when you get the nice, great, incredible, awesome, super, whenever you get one of those words to pop up, you're going to get bonus experience on that capture. That's all that means. So you can do the same with the curveball. I'm really bad at the curveball, but if if you're good with the curveball, you're going to get a little bit extra experience based on catching a Pokemon with a curveball. Those little words that pop up, that just means you're getting extra experience depending on how well you threw that ball. At the end of the day, I I don't really care. Yeah, an extra 100 points of experience, an extra 10 points of experience. 
that's great. That's awesome. But that's not a big focus for me. I'm sure for some who are trying to get to the highest level as quickly as possible, every point matters. But that's not something that drives me like it does other people. Uh, Now, raspberries are something that are in the game. They help calm a Pokemon down, help that Pokemon like you a little bit more, makes that Pokemon easier to catch. How do you use them? Pretty simple, actually. And I want to give a shout out to a Twitter follower. Uh, I'm going to slaughter your name, Rash, Raj, uh, at R-A-J-A-T on Twitter, actually tweeted out to me and, and cleared up a couple things because he's been playing. So just a shout out to him. Raspberries, they don't stack. They actually can't stack. So if you feed a raspberry to a Meowth, you actually can't feed a second raspberry. It's grayed out. Now, raspberries only affect the current ball you're throwing. So if you apply the raspberry, throw a Pokeball, that Pokeball hits that Meowth, captures two wiggles, Meowth breaks out, raspberry is no longer in effect. You would have to apply a new raspberry for the next throw. Now, if you do miss the throw, if you, like me, time and time again, you just throw away to the left or way to the right because you're trying to walk and play at the same time, that raspberry still stays active. It stays active until the Pokeball hits that Pokemon. If the capture is not successful, you're going to have to apply another raspberry. That's just a tip for all of you. If you weren't 100% sure in when to apply a raspberry, you're going to want to apply it between every throw if you really want to get a Pokemon that's harder to get. All right, the last thing I want to touch on today is those eggs that you get. Now, there are three types of eggs. There are the two, five, and ten eggs, and they seem to be based on the Pokedex number. What that means is you can get a Bulbasaur, a Charmander, Squirtle, Caterpie, Weedle, Pidgey, Rattata, Spearow, Pikachu, Clefairy, Zubat, Jigglypuff, Geodude, or Magikarp from a two egg. Now, notice all those Pokemon are near the beginning of the Pokedex. Uh, well, you know, except for like Magikarp or but I, obviously it makes sense for Magikarp to come out of the two egg. If you look now for the 5k egg, you're going to get the Ekans, the Sandshrew, the Nidoran, male and female, Vulpix, Oddish, Paris, Venonat, Diglett, etc. You're going to get those from a 5k egg. You can also get Kangaskhan, Mr. Mime, Porygon, and Tauros. Those, I think, are a little bit harder to find for some people. But the 10k egg, that's the egg that people want. The big egg. The egg that takes a while. What you can get from that, Onyx, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Chansey, Scyther, Jinx, Electabuzz, Magmar, Pinsir, Lapras, the old, the ever so sought after Lapras, Eevee, that's actually kind of a bummer, Lord Helix, Ammonite, Kabuto, Aerodactyl, Snorlax, and Dratini. Those are all base evolutions. You're not going to get like a Pidgeotto or an Arbok or a Weezing from an egg. You're going to get the basic Pokemon from the egg so you can evolve it. So just, you know, keep that in mind. So notice those 10k eggs are near the end of the Pokedex for the first 151 Pokemon. Pro tip is you want to use your unlimited incubator. You're going to want to use those for all your two eggs. You're going to want to save those three use incubators. Incubators. For the 5 and 10k eggs, if you put a 10k egg into your unlimited use incubator and you put, you could do, let me switch that around to make this make sense. If you put a 10k egg into a 3 use incubator, you 
during that time could put five 2K eggs in your unlimited use incubator. If you did that the other way around, you would burn through your three uses with using 2K eggs. So just save your 2K eggs for the unlimited use incubator. It'll, they'll hatch real fast. Save your, your incubators that break for five or 10K eggs. Some people say only save your, your, the ones that break for 10K eggs, but at that point, you're probably full with eggs. So just get those five eggs in and out because if you're full with eggs, that's you're less likely to have more 10K eggs come in. Unlimited incubator, save those for 2Ks just to move them in and out so you can get more eggs when you hit up those Pokestops. Finally, let's get to my story. I was down in Lake Park, Milwaukee. Now that's over near Bradford Beach, closer to the east side of Milwaukee. I was told, I was told that that was the best place in Milwaukee to hit up the Pokestops. I don't go downtown Milwaukee a lot. I don't go anywhere a lot, really. And, and Pokemon Go has changed that for me. I'm very open now to going outside, going for walks. And that, that's part of what makes Pokemon Go great, I think, is just the social aspect, the getting out, the doing something for really no cost. I've been to places now in Milwaukee that I, I actually have never been before. So that's really cool. Or I've seen stuff that I've never noticed before. And I hope that you guys are doing that too. I hope you are experiencing other parts of your town that you maybe didn't notice before. So I went to Lake Park. I went with my sister, Sarah, who is an on and off Pokemon fan. <laughs> Probably uh, out of my siblings, the one who is the Pokemon fan besides me, which isn't saying much for her because she kind of likes Pokemon. But anyways, she joined us, was out with my girlfriend, Irene, and my friend, Tim, who is uh, Irene, big Pokemon fan. Obviously, she's been on the show. We plan to have her back on the show. And uh, my friend, Tim, who's not into Pokemon at all, actually not into games at all. Just, you know, not his forte. But uh, we all came down, met up with some people that I messaged on Facebook and their friends. And so went down to Lake Park and... It's obviously a park, but it's near Lake Michigan, so there's a couple trails or paths to take you down to the beach, but Lake Park sits up a little higher, so you could see over the hill, you can see Lake Michigan, you can see the beach. It's actually a really nice area. We get down to Lake Park. Lake Park's set up where it's like this one, it's, again, it's a park, but there's this one long uh, winding road, not that winding, but it, I would say it's about a mile, two miles long. And there are Pokestops along the entire thing. What's great is they're all slightly touching each other. So as you walk out of one, you're walking into the next one. And you're walking out of one, you're walking into the next one. And when we got there... Now, I've seen the videos. I was downtown Atlanta last weekend. There was a ton of people in Central... Or in... I called it Cincinnati Park, but it's Centennial Park playing Pokemon Go. It was outstanding. I talked on episode four how near my neighborhood I was watching people pull up and drive away and get out of their cars. Pokemon Go, obviously everywhere, everyone knows this by now, but when I got to Lake Park, there were probably 400 to 500 people on this long, like one mile, two mile path playing Pokemon. It was incredible. Uh, very funny to hear people go like, oh, I got this bat or like, didn't know how to, I got this fire horse. Clearly not Pokemon fans, but are enjoying the game, and that's awesome. So we walked up and down Lake Park, catching Pokemon, hitting those stops, having a great... I probably caught... We were there for about 
three to four hours, and I probably caught over about a hundred different Pokemon, and it was just fantastic. It was that experience alone, which makes Pokemon Go one of the most memorable experiences I've ever ha had. Did I say experience twice? I would, I would, I would argue that Pokemon Go probably easily top three games of the year so far that I've played. And it's not because it has amazing graphics. It's not that the Pokeball throwing game is good or anything. It's the fact that I had an experience like that where I walked into an area where there were over 400 people also playing the same game, acting civil, being nice, being friendly, just hanging out. And it was such a good time. And so we walked up and down Lake Park. There's actually this part of Lake Park near the north side where... I said earlier that there are these trails that kind of take you down to the beach. Well, there, there's this waterfall area where there's these stone steps, and there's a small waterfall, and there's a couple bridges and, uh, that go into a gravel path to take you down to the beach. And in that area, there are three Pokestops that are all touching each other. So if you're down, if you walk down the stairs and you sit at the bottom of the waterfall where there's all this rock that's placed and they're seating down there if you sit down there you can touch all three pokestops without moving and so i heard about this and my friends took me over and they're like check this out no joke there was probably a hundred people crammed into where these three pokestops are touching sitting on the stairs sitting off the ledge of the waterfall just everyone just sitting and and it was getting dark at that time and all you could see were like a hundred phones phone screens lit up and it was incredible on top of that they brought tiki torches the ones that get rid of bugs there was like six tiki torches set up down this trail where people normally walk but there's all these people just sitting and playing pokemon go and they're they're yelling out pokemon that appear they're like singing they're chanting their team names whether that's valor or mystic or instinct it was just a sight to see this has been going on apparently since Pokemon Go came out. Of course, I was I was not in Milwaukee at the time, and I just that was the first time I went down to Lake Park because the day before I actually went down to Bradford Beach because I heard there was an Onyx spawn there and there was and I caught an Onyx and that was great. But yeah, we just kind of we kind of just found our spot, sat down, hung out with these people. There was actually a guy walking around with a cooler selling dollar sodas and also had like a charging station attached to his cooler. So he, you could go up to him, he would charge your phone for free, get a, a soda or chips. From, he was probably making bank, but that was cool to see. Then around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, because I, I went to go move my car closer to the area we were walking in. We came back and somebody set up an outdoor projector and a projector screen down in this like trail area that I described and they were watching Pokemon movies, playing Pokemon Go, hitting up these three Pokestops. It was just incredible to see. And of course, somebody who didn't understand what we were doing, didn't understand the Pokemon Go, saw that there were Tiki Torches. They called the fire department. All of a sudden the fire department came Three firefighters came out in gear, walked over to the place. Uh, another person who... So Lake Park is near... There's a restaurant that near. So the park, the park's parking lot and this restaurant share s somewhat of this parking lot. I'm not sure what kind of restaurant it was, but around 10.30, that restaurant emptied out. 
It, it looked it looked more like a restaurant that you rent for private events, like a wedding or or a bar mitzvah or something like that. And I think that's when these people, these adults, these very well clad, well dressed people came out, and I, they were the ones that stood out. Not only because they were they were well dressed, because they weren't holding their phone in front of them where we all were. So one of the guys, I believe not playing Pokemon Go, I believe he came out of the restaurant, yelled like, hey, put your tiki torches off, the fire department's here, you guys gotta leave, and the fire department came, they looked, they just kind of laughed at each other, and then they walked back to their truck. At that point, uh, the people down in the waterfall area did put out the tiki torches, but it was pretty obvious to me that the firefighters didn't really care, like, tiki torches in a park is not... Not something to sweat about. Uh, after that, uh, while the fire department was packing up, because there was no real fire, there was no real threat, uh, cops did show up. And at that part, that point, I was leaving. I was actually going to leave a little bit early, but when I saw the fire truck rolled up, I was like, oh, let's stay, let's see how this pans out. Uh, so we were, we were getting ready to leave, and cops showed up. And you could see there was a, a waiter that came out of the restaurant and was just yelling at the cops that oh, these people are double parked they're taking up the space blah 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 they're they were very angry at the presence of pokemon go people that have used the parking lot to park to go to lake park and to me again you know i was just overhearing just looking i was on my way out cops didn't really seem to care but my friends who parked on the other side of the park they texted me and said yeah cops came for both and and just told everyone to leave no tickets were given or anything but the cops just said you know park closes at 10 you guys need to leave. At this point, it was 11. So I don't know if, if that was the first time the cops were called at Lake Park. I've read articles that, you know, cops don't care as long as, you know, everyone's being civil, everyone's whatnot. Clearly, most public parks close at 10 when I was at Centennial Park. I don't know if that had, I don't know if that had a curfew or a time limit, but there were people at 1 a.m. when I walked past it still playing Pokemon Go. So I will probably actually go back to Lake Park tonight or tomorrow night and uh, hang out and see. I caught a Hitmonchan there, so that was pretty exciting. There was a Dragonair sighting that I missed, but a bunch of people I saw running towards it. I caught a Weezing, which I was really happy with. Apparently, there was a Rapidash that I missed when I was moving my car. So, so overall, it was just a fantastic time. It was a great four hours. It didn't cost any money besides the, the gas money to get there. We hung out with people. It was just great. And it's something like that, that, that story I told is probably something that's going to stick with me for a while and why I really like Pokemon Go. If you made it this long through the episode, uh, thank you. We're going to wrap up now because I'm trying to keep these 20 minutes, shit, 20 minutes or so. And I don't know how long I've been rambling at this point, but there will be a normal episode of It's Super Effective on Monday, July 18th for you guys to listen that will have the interview with Austin Creed from Up Up Downtown. If you haven't done so already, please rate, review, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen. If you listen on Google Play, that's awesome. If you listen on Stitcher, also cool. SoundCloud, we, are tr- we try to be on as many services as possible so you guys can listen. Much appreciated that we also have you know 200 plus episodes in the back catalog that you can listen to as well. If you start with episode one, which was what I recorded almost six years ago, you can see how naive and how bad at podcasting I was. Hopefully... This episode was enjoyable for you. It's not normally me. It's normally Travis. It's normally Will. We have Logan. We have Mike. We have a lot of people that come on on and off the show. And that's what makes it special. So 
I want to give a shout out to everyone who has reviewed us in iTunes. We hit 600 reviews in iTunes, and that is just incredible. That just made my day. So that was very awesome. Thank you guys so much. We're on Facebook.com slash PKMNCast. We are on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. If you want to follow me, tweet at me if you want. At Dragging a Lake is my Twitter. You can tweet at either Pokemon Podcast or Dragging a Lake. Any questions, comments, concerns. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, love to hear your feedback. I know we've gotten a boost of listeners because of the Pokemon Go stuff. Not that we were doing okay before, but uh, it's just it's just good to see new listeners come around. So thank you all for listening. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.